Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. Hey, what's good, BTG? It's your boy Chalfy. Uh, loving this hood facts episode because it's making me reminisce like a motherfucker. Um, but a couple of hood facts I'd like to add in are um, hood fact: there is a water store in your neighborhood. Um, and the other hood fact is you got a husky cousin named Tony who always wore floods, like no matter what. He, his mama just never bought him pants. Um, but I'll hit you back, man. I got to go feed this fish right now so uh peace so like we all listen to music you know um different genres we have our favorites and things like that we grew up to music like we cry to music where it's certain tracks that makes us happy um we remember certain times in our lives by certain tracks uh, we got motivational tracks. We got those. We even got music out there that turns us into uh, temporarily drug dealers and killers. You know, sometimes. You know, um, and that's basically what today's episode is about. Is you know, growing up, my journey with music. Um, I have a weird. Well, I ain't gonna say it's a weird journey. It's just you know, I, I consider myself. A little bit different from everybody else, you know. I I liked albums and 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 things like that, and you know, CDs that came out, tapes that came out, things like that. But I was more so just I was really picky when it came to certain things, you know. Um, it's only a few artists that I could think off the top of my head that that had great classic albums that I can play all the way through. You know, just a few. For the most part, and there are other classic albums out there, but it's, it's very few albums that I can just listen to all the way through without skipping. You know, because, I mean, let's just be real. Even your even your favorite artist will have two to three tracks on there where you'd be like, what? What? Um, but, you know, like I said, this is... My my personal journey through life with with music, you know, the, the the type of music I was listening to, the type of music that I'm into, the type of music that I love, the type of artists, the genres, how it made me feel, how it still makes me feel. Um, yeah. So, you know, like growing up listening to music in, in the 80s, it was more like pop, R&B. There was no iTunes around, none of that shit. It was... You know, I was still in my single digits, so I definitely wasn't, I didn't have no money. So I wasn't running around buying albums and records and things like that. You know, I, I, most of the stuff I was catching, uh, the jams, it was either on TV or, you know, I heard them on the radio, you know, while we riding in the car, something like that. So, well, I guess, I guess before I can get into my journey, I should, I should let you know what type of music I like. So being from LA, yes. It was a lot of gangster rap, you know, uh, especially like in the late 80s, early 90s. A lot of, lot of gangster rap, a lot of gangster rap. I mean, it's still, 
gangster rap is still somewhat relevant. You know, it's just the times have changed. So, you know, I mean, some of the basic stuff is still there, but for the most part, the music has changed. But, you know, like I said, being from L.A., the gangster rap was uh, was one of the main genres out here. You know, um, you know, I was like you, you had the gangster rap and I was, around, you know, when I was around. But that's not my it's not my main taste. Like I love I'm talking about I love R&B, love R&B. So that's smooth and melody type R&B. You know, you're not I'm I'm really not a follower. And not to say that's a bad thing when it comes to music, because, you know, I, I'm not criticizing everybody's taste, but I wouldn't really, you know, when it comes to certain when it come to certain artists, I wouldn't into to like a lot of the artists like how everybody else was. You know, sometimes some cats I would give a chance, but I wasn't a huge fan of. Like for example, um what's your guy over there? Um I can't even think of uh, Trey Songs, you know, a lot of talent, you know what I mean? Uh, we basically watched his career grow from the ground up. I'm not a fan of him, you know, and I'm pretty sure he makes phenomenal music for everybody else. But for me, I probably like maybe one or two songs he's ever done. You know, <laughs> I know, I know Cass is like, what are you talking about? But yeah, that's, that's just me. Cause I'm picky when it comes to music in general, especially my R and B. And, um, you know, I like that R&B that, that, like, sets the tone, but, like, creates a vibe and a passionate feeling. That's why I only listen to, like, certain artists from, like, the 80s, you know what I'm saying, that I'll that I keep on, like, repeat, you know? Because the 80s, like I said, the 80s, for me, it was smooth, man. It wasn't, I was listening to rap, but not as much as I was listening to R&B. You know, you had Mike, you had Prince, you had Janet, you know, um... You, Joe, I'm listening. Well, in uh, you know, from from the '80s and, and the '90s, this is basically who I was listening to. I like I said, I had some Janet, I had some Mike, little bit of Prince, Joe, Brian McKnight, Stevie Wonder, TLC, Usher, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan I used to have a crush on. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. Uh, as a kid, they said I was in my pamper dancing to Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. You know what I'm saying? Whitney Houston, of course, New Edition, Earth, Wind, and Fire, The Gap Band, Anita Baker, Men Condition. Like, these are the cats I was listening to, especially Men Condition. My God. Men Condition, like, I'm going I'm to I'm have to get to that in a minute, but I had a I had a huge crush on uh, Side A. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, Jody Watley. Like, I had a crush on her, too. Her and Janet. Like, all those were my, they were they, they were like my boo thing. Mariah Carey, too. Early, Mariah Carey, when she was a little bit more pale, yeah, that was my boo thing, too. You know what I'm saying? She definitely had them legs. But if I could describe my grown and sexy side, it would be a mixture of mint condition, Joe, and probably Stevie Wonder. You know what I'm saying? That's who taught me how to appreciate women. You know, like throughout middle school, high school, and as a young adult, those were that that was the type of mu uh, music that I just, you know, I, I tried to I mix it into my personality. You know, I love the music that they made. It was, you know, like today's R and B. I I can't. I'm not gonna shit on it, but I'm just gonna say that it is nowhere near as good as the the '80s and the '90s R and B. You know. Uh, the music that Janet and, and uh, 
and and Whitney was putting out like it, it was just it was phenomenal, man. The way it made just more, you know, you could dance to it, you know, whether it was up tempo or slow, slow dancing. Johnny Gill, you know, like it was it was an R. Kelly. I know, I know, I know. Why did I bring him? But he had jams, you know what I'm saying? Black Street, come on, no baby, no baby, yes. That was real R&B, and that's what type of tracks that I was listening to. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, the 80s was was that decade of just... And you know what? They had great videos, too, back in the 80s. They did. You know, Thriller, gotta be top... Uh, come on, like, Thriller is, like, number one video in, in, in the 80s. Let's just keep it real. Let's just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? Janet had some videos... You know, because I, I, I could appreciate the dancing with the music. So if you could do both, that's a plus, you know. Uh, so, yeah, now that's that's just basically the 80s. So the 80s was more of a, you know, I was a young kid. Yeah, I was a young kid, but I learned I was I was learning how to talk to women at a, at a young age. You know, through the, through that type of music. Now, when I step into the '90s, when you when you know g- crossing over into the '90s, that's when I I started blending in. Um, you know, the, the gangster rap started coming in. You know, I started I started listening to a lot more gangster rap. And you know what? Now that I think about it, it's like it's because what my parents listened to. You know, my mom wasn't a huge. You know, she didn't really she listened to a little bit of hip hop. You know, it was certain track that she liked. Like my mom legit liked um, America's Most Wanted by Snoop and, and, and Pac or whatever. But she wasn't like into rap like that. She would she would like a she would like a certain tracks, but she wasn't into it like that. Uh, she was mostly into R and B. Um, yeah, just you know, uh, you know Anita Baker. You know that I love Anita Baker. She blocked me on Twitter. I don't know why. You know what? I sent her a track, or I tagged her, or added her in uh, Red Cafe's track because he had, um, he basically, um, what do you call it? He sampled her song, and I thought it was dope. <laughs> I thought it was dope. And I added her <laughs> with the track on there, and she, uh, she, I don't think she liked that. I don't think so. Anita Baker, if you listen to this, uh, like unblock me. I'm a fan. Stop playing around, girl. Anyhow, so moving on into the nineties, the late, uh, I mean the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties. That's when I started listening to like the NWAs, the LL Cool J's, uh, Souls of Mischief, Spice One. Like, I don't know if y'all cats outside of California know who Spice One is, but. Definitely was listening to Spice, because my older brother, you know what I'm saying? Warren G, Coolio, Onyx, you know what I'm saying? MC Hammer, MC Hammer was hot, stop fronting. You know, Rex and Effects. Y'all know, you, you, come on, Rump Shaker? Rump Shaker? Yeah, man. Public Enemy, like, hey, yo, I ain't gonna even lie to you. I got a couple of public, public enemy tracks or whatever, but I was a young kid, so I really didn't get all that fight the power stuff they was doing, I didn't really understand it, because I was a little kid, but for some reason, they had a few tracks that just caught my ear, and I knew who Chuck D was, so I couldn't, you know, I ain't gonna act like I'm, like, like clueless, I knew, you know, I knew who he was, but the message wasn't coming across like how it is as an adult, so I gotta go back to some more love, uh, of course, Pac, Too Short, you know what I'm saying? But that all blends into like the, the mid and, and the late nineties too, you know what I'm saying? Uh but from like nineteen ninety to like ninety four, 
you know, that's basically, that was consistent in my ear, you know. Uh, then into the mid and, and late 90s, I started to get into like the, uh, you know, the Jay-Z's, the Nas, uh, Pig, you know, of course, like I said, Pog, DMX, Locks, AZ, you know what I'm saying? Snoop, of course, Snoop was, I was, I, I got into Snoop early on in the 90s, but, you know, after that, he brought in the Dog Pound, the East Siders, you know, around that whole Bad Boys and Rough Rider era, like, they whole roster was nice. They whole roster, um, Method Man, Red Man, um, you know, it's, it, I mean, we, we had a, you know, Mace, we had a plethora of, like, the 90s was considered the golden era. You know what I'm saying? And we went through we went through different trends or whatever. But in the 90s, that's where I added the whole, you know, you got cast. I was born in the 80s. They attitude started to gel together. And it was it was off. You know, my 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 attitude was based off of the music that I was listening to, which was a mixture. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would say this: the base as of right now between, you know, the the. The 80s and the 90s was R&B, R&B soul, whatever you want to call it, and gangster rap. And But the thing about gangster rap, when I say gangster rap, you can say gangster rap, you can say rap, you can say hip-hop, everything that, everything that was under the umbrella. It was just certain artists that I listened to more. You know, of course, being from L.A., uh, pop was a heavy influence over our culture. You know, but we didn't discriminate. I definitely didn't because some of the best artists that I've ever listened to was from the East Coast as well. You know, I, again, I knew who Easy E was. I knew who NWA was. Cube was in my top five. You know, knew who, who, who Dr. Dre was. Snoop Dogg. Like I said, I brought up Spice One. You got you go to the Bay Area. You got E Forty. You got Too Short. You got Sons of Mischief. You got uh, the Loonies. You know, like, you gotta, you, it was a gang, Richie Rich, you know, Mac Dre, I didn't listen to Mac Dre at all, actually, you know what I'm saying, but he wasn't really my taste, but I still had to respect Mac Dre, you know what I'm saying, because that guy was like, that's their Pac, you know, or, you know, if you ask some cats, he was, he, he was higher than Pac on the scale, you know what I'm saying, that was their guy, um, but it just it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Um, and again, like I said, I listened to a lot of cats on the East Coast. I was more of a I I, I can't even say I was more of a West Coast. It was it was a it was like a fifty fifty split because like I said, I enjoyed music. The West Side Connection when they hit the scene, that was it. You know what I'm saying? Now you know I I was I was really I was really into the East Coast versus West Coast beef. I was because I grew up. With a with a competitive, you know, yeah, I was very competitive. So seeing them going back and forth, the beef, the diss tracks, and things like that, you know, what I'm saying we had hit them up, we had hoof shot you, we had New York, New York, like it was going back and forth, and um, I loved it. I loved it. I didn't like the results of it, but you know what I'm saying. It was still part of the game. It's still part of the game. It it just never should have. It shouldn't have never gotten. To the point where it got to. Um, now cruising on to like the early two thousands, uh, to like I would say about oh four oh five. That was all Atlanta and uh, the Bay Area. Like they took over that whole crunk movement 
uh, Little John and the East Side Boys. Um, you had the Franchise Boys, a little scrappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, um, uh, who was a crime mob? Uh, you had Cash Money. You know, like the South took over for a cool minute. Uh, but then you also had the Bay Area who took over the scene for a hot second where E-40 was dropping. You know, you had the Federation. Um, I, like the Bay Area, you know, you couldn't go to, when in, in the college year, you couldn't go to the club without hearing a gang of Southern tracks and a gang of Bay Area tracks. You know what I'm saying? Because L.A., I mean, at the time, we really didn't we really didn't have too many L.A. cats popping like that. You know what I'm saying? Or at least that I wasn't listening to. And I was listening to all of it. I went through all the trans, the transformations, all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was cool because I think that's when I started to appreciate the production from, you know, from certain cats or whatever. Because, like I said, I when it comes to R&B... When it comes to R&B, I love the smooth stuff, you know. I love the lyrics, you know, how they was, you know, what, whether it was a male or a female. I just love the way they talked about whatever the, whatever the topic was, whether it was talking about uh, women or a certain girl or being in a relationship or a heartbreak or something like that. But you also had, I also needed that beat. I need that melody. You know what I'm saying? I needed something catchy. As far as hip hop, hip hop was the same thing. But I think I was more. I, man, you gotta have a beat. If you didn't have the beat, you had to have major bars for me, you know. And that's where Nas came in at because I wasn't a Nas fan early on. I, I did listen to him, but I didn't like Nas like that because he just historically he just had bad production. Like he could not pick his beats at all, except for I will say it ain't hard to tell. But I'm gonna get to that later. Um, Jay-Z came along. I didn't like Jay-Z early on. I didn't like Jay-Z early on because of the whole West Coast, East Coast thing. But I respected his music. Like, he was nice. You know what I'm saying? And early on, I wasn't a huge Jay-Z fan. When it, when, when it got to the Blueprints, that's when I was like, all right, I, I gotta, you know what I'm saying? I gotta mess with him. Later on down the line, um... I, I, I kind of back I kind of backed away, you know what I'm saying? It was a couple of the Magna Carta, uh, you know, Watch the Throne. I wasn't a huge fan of that. The Black Album was all right, but it was probably his worst album to me. Uh, it was okay, but everything else after that, man, I mean, uh, I, honestly, you can fast forward to the uh, 444. I was cool with that. I was real cool with that. I was glad about that. Um of course, Big, but Big only had two albums. And I love both of them. Um, I definitely love both of them. My love, and I don't even say hate, it's not a hate thing, but my love and lack of interest in Wu-Tang, <laughs> it was, because I, I just like Method Man. But I love the whole the whole unit. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ghostface and Raekwon, I love them too. Those are my top three Wu-Tang members. But overall, the whole group, I ain't going to even lie. Because I couldn't keep a, dic a dictionary on the side of me to understand what them niggas was talking about sometimes. You know? But I did, oh, man. they Probably the best group of all time is Wu-Tang. But, you know, right next to the locks. You know what I'm saying? 
speaking of the locks, JD Kiss, he's in my top five. You know, just witty. He was just a witty MC. Um, and that group overall, you know, Styles P, she glutes like, you know, that's my favorite group uh, group of all time. You know, you was also listening to uh, Outkast. Now, Outkast, you know, late, I would say mid, what was they, mid to late 90s? And it was something different because coming from the South, like, you know, the South just had a different type of sound, period. You know, well, I mean, you you did have crisscross and they was cool. They you crisscross didn't sound like a southern group to me, period. Uh, but they did have JD behind them. But, you know, he also had the Brett and she's from Chicago. And I was a, a huge fan of hers. I mean, hey, yo, shout out to her. Hey, she used to look bad. I'm talking. About, hey, I mean, she got older, but the, the Brett. She had the look. She damn sure had the body. She just used to hide it through all them baggy-ass clothes. Uh, but she's definitely, like, she got to be top three females MCs of all time. I definitely was listening to her. You know what I'm saying? I was definitely listening to her in the 90s. Um, yeah, she was dope. She was dope. Um, I also got, I also got, like, some curveball artists that I that I listen to, like I just don't. I'm not your typical. I'm not your typical uh, black guy that listens to rap and R and B, hip hop and R and B all the time. You know, I throw some different genres up in there. I I'm not huge on switching to different genres. Like I like pop. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple of pop songs, um, but it's certain artists that. That caught my ear. The way I find music is crazy. That's the crazy part. Like, in the 80s, like I said, I was a little kid. I didn't have any money to go back and forth to the record store and buy uh, certain, you know, tapes and records and things like that. I just had to catch everything on TV, yo and TV raps and or certain concerts, uh, live shows or on the radio. Then you go to the 90s, and that was the the tapes and CDs, you know, the Walkman CD player era right there. Then you go to the early 2000s. Now we're talking about, y'all remember LimeWire? Yo, like most of my remixes or hidden tracks or even like banging singles all came off of LimeWire. LimeWire gave everybody's laptop and desktop a viral disease. LineWire messed up so many goddamn computers. It's a shame, but you got I got all the music though. All my music allegedly. Allegedly. Um but yeah, man, uh as I started to grow, it wasn't it wasn't like I was introduced to mu- new music. It's just that I think my focus throughout my journey of music, I just didn't pay attention to a lot of certain tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like early on, Although I did, like I said, I would hear certain tracks here and there, and and I, it, I guess I, I guess I wasn't that interested more than I was interested in the tracks that I really wanted. Uh, but then you know you come across artists like James Morrison, you know his undiscovered album, phenomenal. I'm talking about that's a classic album to me, the undiscovered album by James Morrison. Love it, love it, and. Uh, fun fact, I found that track, um, he had a, he had a, uh, a single out, 
Uh, what was the single? I can't think of the single. Uh, it's, it's sad, but I heard it because I was uh, I kept seeing this commercial um, for this show, and they was playing a song in the background, and um, I just the way I, I I just be searching for music. Now you can put on Shazam anywhere you go, and if it catches the tune, it'll tell you what track it is. But now I used to back in the day I used to search for songs, man. I should I used to dig in the crates like. You know what I'm saying? This was this was the internet era. So, but but prior to that, the only way you can catch a track was on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Whatever whatever your popping radio station was, and that's I used to make tapes, man. I used to make mixtapes. Um, sometimes I used to mix them together. Sometimes I used to separate them. Just have my little R and B tapes and my little hip hop tapes or whatever, and I always had like a go to tape. You know, when I had a Walkman, had a go to tape. And I had, you know, I had to go to R&B because I used to sing in the shower. I used to sing to the back of my door. You know what I'm saying? All them girls that I had a crush on in uh, middle school and high school. Yes, I sung to them in my shower and in my in my bedroom. I had a concert and I sounded hella nice. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Joe taught me everything. Stevie Wonder taught me everything. Mike taught me some stuff. I took a, I took a few things for Prince. It, it wasn't a lot. Um, Janet taught me some stuff. Mint Condition taught me some stuff. Brian McKnight. Like, yo, I'm good. The mouthpiece is nice. I learned how to flirt from all that stuff. My wife, no. That's my wife. I was slick with it. You know what I'm saying? But that was great R&B that I listened to. Great R&B. Um... Jamiroquai. I'm a huge fan of a lot of people don't know that. You know, Space Cowboy, Virtual Insanity, Cloud Nine. Like, yeah, he had tracks. Weird ass little nigga. But I loved it, man. I I, I did, man. Like his that video, uh, I remember watching that video. I didn't know what was going on. I just know it was a roach and it was just furniture moving around. I was like, I don't get this. I don't get this virtual insanity video, but I love the song. And it got some truth to it. <laughs> a lot of truth. So, you know, I've also, like, I found I, I found these random tracks, like, in the supermarkets, commercials, like I said, um, just just random places. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I got, I also got, like, uh, you know, motivational tracks. I got motivational tracks, and I got tracks where, like, you know, certain times in my life, I got tracks that I remember when, you know, when, when like, when my mom passed away, it was a certain track that, it, it's crazy how, it, it, it's just crazy how my mind works. Like, when someone passes away, there's always one key song that, that was playing around that time. So every time that song plays, I think of that person that passed away. You know what I'm saying? So when my mom passed away, it was a Chris Brown song. I think it was uh, Fallen, if I'm not mistaken. I think the song was called Fallen. I think so. I'm not sure. Um, but... Uh, for a while, uh, no, not Father Forever. I think it was called Forever. He had a he had a video to that. Uh, it was a dope video too. And every time that you know, after my mom passed away, every time that song would come on, I couldn't play it all the way because I'd get emotional. You know, the, even though the song really doesn't have anything to do with 
my mom passing away or anything like that, but it was a great song. And it was just one of those songs that, you know, also it was James Morrison at the time, that whole album, even though I think that album came out in like 2006, but I was, I started listening to it. I discovered it, his undiscovered album in 2008, right after my mom passed away, like right after she passed away. And that whole album just reminds me of my mom, you know, um, you know, and it, I, I, I got a couple of homeboys that passed away. Uh, I remember a cat I, I used to go to school with, um, one of my boys, uh, Carl, um, he was murdered. And at the time, uh, the big song, the biggest song that was out was um, Air Force Ones by Nelly and the St. Lunatics. And, and not only that, what made, what made um, I ain't going to say worse, but like for a while, I couldn't listen to that song because at his funeral they played that instrumental or whatever. Because that's he, ironic. He wore Air Force Ones all the time, you know what I'm saying? But they played that, they played that that instrumental in the beginning before the service started, and it was like that shit just shook me up. So every time it came on, I just nah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when my mom, when my, uh, my when my pops passed away. Um, I was listening to Fab Heavy, heavy, and he got a track called um, I'm Back, and I used to listen to that mess. Every time I went to work, I was working on Skid Row, and when I got the phone call that I needed to get to the hospital, that track was playing. That track came on on, on the way to the hospital. Um, so, you know, that's it's weird how that is, but, you know, that's just how it is. I had a couple of motivational tracks. Um, I got a lot of them, but the ones I've been listening to lately was, uh, T-Pain, Second Chance. I love that track. You know what I'm saying? That make me tear up sometimes because just life is hard or whatever. And I also made mistakes. You know, uh, Keen, Keen has a, has a, um, has a song called Bad Dream. And that's another song that I started to listen to, um, after my mom passed away, but I didn't start listening to that maybe until I would say, honestly, it was like three years after my mom passed away. I heard this song on the show. OC. I don't know if y'all remember that show. I think it was called the OC and it was during, it was during a time where someone had passed away. And, um, I think no, I don't know if they passed away or if it was just a bad car accident. I'm not I'm not sure. I can't remember, but I heard this song and I played this song. The the night I heard this song, Bad Dream, I probably no lie, played it like twenty times in a row and was bawling, like crying like crazy, because the song was just man, the song touched me. You know what I'm saying? Then after that uh, going back to Nas, remember I told you about Nas? I think Nas' song of all time, the, the best Nas song, not just the best Nas song. I think this is one of the best songs in music history, not just hip-hop, but in music overall history. It Ain't Hard to Tell is by far one of the best songs ever created. I absolutely love that track. Uh, that track is is one of those moments. That's also a moment track. I remember where I was trying to yo. At one point, your boy BTG was trying to be a deputy, <laughs> and I remember I had to get ready for the fitness uh, 
for the physical exam. And I had to do, um, I think you had to run about, what was it? Three and a half miles or something like that under a certain time. And I remember I was training and I had, you know, how you had a Nike ID and you have your certain tracks that you like, your, your certain um, playlists. And that was my, uh, that was one of my, I forgot what what part, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a, I guess you can call it like a motivational track that they play in between your workouts or your, or, or your, your, your training. And that song came on, man, it got me so hyped, it pushed me through. And uh, man, I love it. So you know, of course, he sampled from the from the best, from the greatest MJ. You know, <laughs> human nature. But also, so it's a cat named Will Sessions, and he played. He you know he plays these instrumentals, and so he did his version of Nas. It ain't hard to tell. And I'm telling you, when you hear this instrumental, man, it sounds. It sounds like the original version, but he adds like some drums and just some other shit that he does. And it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So, um, yeah, man, that's my that's my journey, you know, with music, you know, as of, as of right now. What I listen to right now, you know, I listen to a lot of Kendrick. You know, I'm glad Jay-Z dropped uh, as far as R&B. I like SZA. Um She's okay. She's not that. She's not at the top. It's a, it's not. It's a lot of young. I would say a lot of young uh, artists that I'm starting to listen to. Um, I don't want to name them yet because they're still fresh. But R and B is just not the same anymore. You know, I just got to dig in. I dig in the crates and throw on some Usher from time to time. Uh, I still listen to Janet. Oh, Janet, that's my boot thing. You know, Janet can't. She can do no wrong. I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. She got a couple of tracks, but uh, Rihanna, Rihanna got a few tracks. That's my boo thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, you got a couple of you got a couple of newbies out there. A couple of newbies out there. Um, her, you know, she's solid. Um, who else? What's the new chick that I like? That's from uh, from out of the state. From out, of, she's in the, She's from another country. She signed with us. Uh, she signed with DJ Mustard and them. Oh, I can't I can't think. I want Ella. I think it's Ella May. I, I want to say it's Ella. I think I, I want to say it's Ella May. Uh, but she's dope. She's dope. She's real dope. I think she's gonna be like the next one up. If if they push her, she's gonna be real dope, man. Um, as far as as far as hip hop, as far as hip hop. Uh, Rhapsody, um, Kendrick. I'm not much of a Cole fan. Um, who else? I mean, as of right now, that's oh, and Nipsey, of course. Nipsey actually, Nipsey drops this weekend with Black Panther. By the way, perfect timing. Uh, but Nipsey Hustle. I think is highly underrated, but I think he's still on his way. So I wouldn't say he's underrated right now. I would just say, yeah, he's coming. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey for sure. Um, and I mean, there's it, some other cats out there. I don't really listen to Drake. I think he's a talented dude, but it's not my cup of tea. I don't really like future. Although he does have, he got one track. I ain't going to even say he has a few. He got one track that I like. Um, I think it's called Real Sisters. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's yeah, that's cool right there. But 
I'm not I'm not really sold on majority of the artists nowadays. Not saying I don't want to say anything bad about them, but it's not it's no tracks out there that really make me move. That it's not I probably got my my library is probably um majority of it is probably from like the you know the three different eras I told you, you know, the 80s, the 90s and the early 2000s. That's majority of my library. You know, I do listen to a lot of, you know, cats after that. You know, I mean, I got some Kanye in there. I got some 50 in there. Um, but it's not, I just don't have a lot of the new cats. There's probably a, a few youngsters in there that I got, but not a lot. Not a lot. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the mumble rap. I don't think I have any Migos songs up in there. I'm sorry. Are they talented? Yeah, but... Stir Fry is probably the only song that I really like that I'll dance to. Other than that, man, like, that's basically my breakdown of my journey right there. So, um, and there's plenty of other artists that I, I just didn't name and pre- uh, plenty of other tracks that I didn't name. But for the most part, those are the songs that I listen to. So, hey, if y'all got, let me know y'all journey with music. You know what I'm saying? Who y'all listen to with certain tracks? What's your best genre? What's your go-to track? What's your motivational tracks? What's your sad? I want to be alone, introvert, uh, uh, frustrated, depression tracks. Like we got, we got, we got music for damn near everything. I got music to go beat somebody up. <laughs> I don't play it that much, but I, I got music to clean up. I got music to put me in a mood to just say, I, I, I do. I do. Like when I want to say something sweet to my wife, I listen to certain tracks. Dream. Oh man. Dream got some tracks, man. He got some tracks. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, fruition. Hey, if y'all haven't heard the dreams fruition, y'all missing out, man. Y'all missing out. That's one of my favorite tracks right there from dream period. You know what I'm saying? That purple kisses. She needs my love playing in her head. Go oh, my God. That boy got some tracks. That boy got some track. That was that was like the that was like almost the tail end of college years. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So if y'all got what, let me know y'all music journey in life. You know what I'm saying? Um, send me at me on Twitter. Just let me know on Twitter at Baylor the Great. You know what I'm saying? I still got that hotline open. Y'all can send me. Um, you know, uh, a voicemail 909-536-2636. Yeah, I think that's it. So call that in. That's my hotline. That's my hotline. And um, that says your boy BTG for president. This was my journey with music. I'm talking about banging. All right, y'all. See y'all next week.